Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Bike Radar podcast. Brought to you from the team behind Cycling Plus, MBUK and BikeRadar.com. Welcome to the Bike Radar podcast. I'm Matthew Loveridge, and today I'm joined by technical expert Simon Bromley to discuss the thorny topic of bicycle crank length. What's the best length cranks for your bicycle? Why does it matter? Why should I even care? Simon, you've taken a deep dive on this topic in a big feature on Bike Radar. Now, I recommend that everyone goes to bikeradar.com and reads it, but we're going to talk through the key points now. So first of all, can you give us some background? What is crank length? So crank length is obviously you know, the length of your cranks, and that is defined as the distance between the center of the bottom bracket spindle and the center of the pedal spindle. Now, the most common crank lengths you'll kind of see on typical size bikes are 170 millimeters, 172.5 millimeters, and 175 millimeters. Now, obviously, they, you know, those tend to be specced on, say, small, medium, large bikes, and you will see cranks slightly shorter than that on very small bikes, maybe down to 165. And in rare, rare cases, you might see a, something larger than 175, maybe a 180-millimeter crank on, a, on an extra, extra large bike, but that, that is pretty rare. But obviously, that's a very small range of crank lengths compared to how you know how much height difference and how much leg length difference you can have between people so i was kind of interested in finding out like why is this kind of 165 to 175 millimeter range why is that the range you know is there actually any reason behind it or is it just kind of one of those things that like you know obviously we used to all think that 20 21 millimeter tires pumped up to 150 psi were super fast and the best but obviously now we know that that's not true so i just kind of wanted to investigate that why should I care about crank length? Um, like, what effects on your riding might we be looking for by changing crank length or when we're buying a bike? Like, why is it something we should even consider? 
So I, I guess it's like anything, any kind of component on your bike, so be it kind of a saddle or a stem or a handlebar, you know, they come in multiple sizes. And, you know, given that we all are shaped differently be it in terms of height or kind of leg length or arm length or torso length, whatever, you know, I think the idea is that we're trying to kind of optimize, you know, if, if there's a best saddle for you and a best handlebar width for you and a best stem length for you you know maybe there's also a, a best crank length for you and you know we'll, we'll kind of come on to this you know and the answer to is there a best crank length for you is quite nebulous and probably more no there isn't a best crank length for you but maybe there are some wrong ones so i can't go to a calculator, plug in, like, say, my leg length or my overall height and just get an answer spat out that is the correct answer for me, like an ideal crank length. By the way, I love that you use the word nebulous. It's one of my favourite words. <laughs> so, you, you you know, there are some people believe that you can do just that. And, you know, one study that I cited in the article uh, sort of determined that the optimum length for maximal cycling power production or you know sprinting was about 20% of leg length or 41% of tibia length so if you knew precisely what your leg or tibia length was and you could go work out that but obviously you know sprinting isn't necessarily what everyone is concerned with and the other kind of people in the industry that I spoke to be it you know kind of people who tr produce cranks like Shimano and bike fitting experts like Phil Burt, who previously worked with Team GB and Team Sky, they were much less kind of definitive about there being a correct, you know, crank length for every single individual. And, you know, if you if you did take, say, 20% of leg length, you might find that your 20% of leg length is not a discrete 165, 170, 172.5 or a 175. Maybe your 20% of leg length is, I don't know, whatever it could be if you're really tall it might be you know 191.6 and you can't get that crank no no so you do especially if you fall at those extremes you're never going to be catered for by a formula like, like that um let's break it down a bit so can you talk about the relationship between crank length and power output is it as simple as saying i will put longer cranks on my bike and therefore i will output more power no, it's not as simple as that. And I think that's one of the really key ones because, you know, it's really easy to make the assumption. And, and I've almost fallen for this trap before as well, because, you know, you hear those people sort of say like, well, you know, a, a time trial rider should use a longer crank to generate more torque and more power through the, through the pedal stroke. But it's a bit of a misconception. And whilst, you know, Archimedes was a very smart man and levers do amplify an input force, you know, a crank is not the only lever in the kind of bicycle drivetrain. And obviously, we also have to take into account that power output on a bicycle is torque multiplied by cadence. And so the cadence aspect is really important because when you put a longer crank on a bike, the, your foot literally has to travel a larger turning circle to complete one rotation. And so for that same effort, or rider input, you know, the amount of energy that you're putting into the system, a longer crank means your cadence should decrease. So even though your torque has gone up, your cadence decreases. And so likewise, for a shorter crank, the opposite is true. Your torque goes down, but your cadence should increase for that same effort. And so the net effect on power output is basically nothing. Now, that applies within that kind of, you know, 
range. So Phil Burt said to me that kind of applied from a range of, I think, 80 millimeters to 300 millimeter cranks. Now I wasn't, I didn't have an 80 millimeter crank and a 300 millimeter crank to try those with, but I'm sure if you went beyond those, went really wild, then there might, there would start to affect power. But for most people, I think it's, you know, generally it doesn't affect power output. Just for the benefit of listeners who don't know, tell us who Phil Burt is. <laughs> so Phil Burt, sorry, I, he is a bike fitting expert who worked very, very closely with Team GB and Team Sky, obviously now Team Ineos Grenadiers, for a number of years. And he was basically their, their head physiotherapist and bike fitter. So he has you know, a, a wealth of experience, uh, you know, fitting kind of athletes at the top level of the sport. And he, you know, for example, he shared a couple of anecdotes with me around like switching some of the Team GB Olympic athletes onto much shorter cranks in the run up to the Olympic Games. Bradley Wiggins, he said, famously switched from 177.5 millimeter cranks that he'd been using throughout his career to 170 millimeter cranks for his hour record. And you know, we'll kind of come on to this a bit later, but those were specifically to do with very extreme aero positions. But clearly the point was that it wasn't costing them power to switch to these cranks because they would have noticed <laughs> and wouldn't have done it, I presume. So, yeah. You talked about how the crank is not the only lever in the system and that's because we've got gears on our bicycles, isn't it? So can you explain how that plays into it? Because I've always, having played with gear calculators extensively over the years when I've been comparing gearing between different bikes I've always just taken it as read that changing crank length was effectively just like changing your gearing is that true yeah so I, as far as I can tell that is essentially true and so the reason you know some I think the reason some people think that a longer crank does give them more power is because it it, it basically and as you say if you go onto a, a gear calculator such as on you know Sheldon Brown's excellent website you can actually see that changing the crank length do, does give you, if you use a longer crank length, a slightly easier gear and obviously vice versa. So changing to a shorter crank length gives you a slightly harder gear. So if you go out to your local hill and you put a longer crank on, you can go, oh, well, I got up this hill much faster. But it's essentially because you've got an easier gear. And, and so if you've put the shorter crank on, you now suddenly have a harder gear. But if you change, you know, we can, as you say, we can change our gearing. So if I optimize my crank length for whatever re other reasons that I want to, like say bike fit or whatever, or I, I can also change my gearing to optimize for the hills that I'm going to be climbing and not lose out. Yeah. So it might be a case that your bike fit, for example, favors a shorter crank and therefore you move to that shorter crank and you also lower your gearing at the same time to compensate. Exactly. And, and, you know, the, the problem with, I think, you know, so my kind of general, the general thing that I got from Phil Burr and, and the kind of other industry experts were, you know, not that there is an optimum crank length for any particular person, just that you want to be careful of anything that's too long, because essentially what you're doing is you're forcing your body to go through a greater range of movement. And that's going to have potentially knock-on effects be it on, you know, closing up your hip angle if you're trying to ride in an aerodynamic position or, you know, slowing your cadence to the point because, you, you know, you're simply, you're not able to get your foot over that dead spot at the top as quickly. And so it's, it's just taking you more effort. So then, but as long as you're not using a crank that's too long, it doesn't really matter. And you can choose crank length for whatever other reasons you might have. Well, let's talk about benefits of one or other approach. So starting with longer cranks, 
say I've got 170 mil cranks at the moment, what what might make me consider going to a longer crank from that, which is considered like the shorter end of the range for kind of typical road bikes, and it's what you'd usually get on a size small road bike. So it's it, when I you know I've looked into this quite a lot and I've spoken to a few people like I said but it's quite hard to to define the kind of benefits of a longer crank now if you're using a fixed gear bicycle where you can't change your gearing then the longer crank can help you develop more torque and help you get you know the kind of big gear going so if you're like a track sprinter or a BMX rider for example then there are potential power gains to be had from using a longer crank Likewise, mountain bikers traditionally favoured longer cranks because I think before, you know, I get the impression I get is that before the availability of really low gearing, a longer crank was useful because you were going to find yourself pedaling in very high torque situations, which would be, you know, sort of on low cadences on steep technical terrain, where a longer crank would feel good because like we said earlier, it gives you a slightly easier gear effectively. But in the era where we can, you know, we have free range to choose gearing as kind of basically as low as we want. The kind of benefits of a longer crank for most people within the normal height range are probably quite hard to define. Now, if you're really tall, you know, and sort of Leonard Zinn is a quite good example that, you know, some of the people who kind of commented on the article cited, he's uh, a famous cycling author and, and, you know, amongst other things, but he is six foot six feet tall six six inches tall sorry and um and so for him a kind of you know crank around 20 percent of his leg length is is up around 200 millimeters now that sounds absurdly long for a kind of normal person but if you're nearly two meters tall then it's it that's actually kind of similar to what say a 170 mil crank might be for you or, or for you know for i that makes me think that bikes must feel quite different to leonardson <laughs> yeah Okay, let's let's flip it around then. Um, why say I'm currently riding 175 mil cranks? Why might I consider switching to a shorter crank? What the, what are the potential benefits of doing that? Yeah, so I found much more or many more benefits to switching to shorter cranks potentially. Now, if you're kind of struggling with knee or back pain or you know sort of things like that, then shorter cranks might be able to help not because they're going to directly solve those you know specific issues that you're having but simply because they're asking less of your body you know your body's not having to move as far your joints aren't having to articulate as in such extreme angles so that you know there's that um, from a mountain biking perspective obviously shorter cranks means you get increased ground clearance so you're less likely to get a pedal strike which could be quite good and i also found one study that suggested that because short cranks increase cadence they also uh, reduced the time to reaching peak power in cross-country mountain bike athletes. So there was a potential performance advantage from that as well. So that, you know, so there's that. And then for aero and kind of road and time trial considerations, obviously when you're kind of crouched over the front of the handlebar in a very extreme position, I think we probably all experienced that thing of, you know, your kind of knees hitting your elbows, your kind of legs coming up to your chest and you know, it, we all know it's harder to pedal at a such tight a hip angle. So reducing your crank length basically reduces the height at which your knee comes up and reduces the amount of hip closure you get. And it just makes it easier to pedal in an aerodynamic position. So 
yeah, like I said earlier, Wiggins switched from 177.5 millimeter cranks that he'd been using throughout his career down to 170 millimeter cranks. And Bert told me that he would manage to improve his aero position by around three and a half percent, which is quite a big gain. Um, there was also, I think you cited in the article, another potential error benefit that nobody's actually quantified about sort of the hole you're punching in the air. Yeah. So, you know, so Phil, Phil Burt said this to me and he wasn't able to kind of put a, a, a figure on it. But, you know, I, I can kind of believe it in the sense that, you know, I know that removing your front derailleur mount, for example, is worth a couple of watts. And so, you know, a one by system is more aero. And because your, you know, your, your foot is turning a smaller circle in the air, it's theoretically generating a lot, you know, a little bit less tur- turbulence than if you were using a longer crank. And and so, you know, there's a theoretical aero gain there. And, you know, I think we, I spoke uh, a little while ago to a guy called Jonathan Schubert, who set the new kind of UK time trial record for the fastest 100 mile straight out ride. And he was infusing to me about the importance of you know, uh, everything being aero around that kind of crank area because anything that's moving in the wind, you know, it's basically it's chopping through the wind and generating loads of turbulence. So anything you can do to help that is apparently a worthwhile gain. Yeah, that, that does make perfect sense. Um, I know that you have sort of been experimenting a bit on yourself. Have you reached any particular conclusions? Obviously, this is a sample size of one. It's somewhat anecdotal, yeah. but I'm interested to hear your experiences yeah, and, and so, you know, part of the reason I came onto this because I, you know, I race uh, time trials and ride on time trial bikes. And, and I noticed that, you know, as you say, kind of anecdotally, my power output on a road bike was some sort of 10, 15 watts higher than I could, you know, sustain on the time trial bike. And, and I was, you know, I can't, the only thing you have to sort of say is that, well, it is probably the kind of position and, and the hip angle is much more extreme and the hip closure is much more extreme on the time trial bike. So, what I've done is I've switched down to 165 mil cranks on the time trial bike. I'm still riding 172.5 millimeter cranks on the road bike because obviously you and I have to review bikes for a living and, and we don't get to <laughs> we don't get to spec what cranks they turn up with. So that's fine. And I and I haven't experienced any issues switching. I, you know, for me, like I get on the time trial bike and in the 165 mil cranks, really, they don't feel any different. But I have, you know, I think I said in the article, like I once rode a bike with different length cranks on for quite, you know, for a, at least a month or so. And I didn't notice. So I think I'm one of those people who's a bit indifferent to bike fit changes. How how different were they left to right? I think it was like two and a half millimeters or something. I, I can't remember if it, I, I brought a stages power meter and obviously they just send you the left crank only, the shop. And, uh, the shop just sent the wrong one. I can't remember if it was a one. I was riding 172 cranks, but I can't remember if they sent a 175 or a 170. But I just literally just didn't notice until I had the bike in the stand one day, <laughs> and and I was like, oh, that's a that's a that's a different length crank. That 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 does really drive home the thing about how we are ultimately talking about very small differences because it yes. it's kind of crazy, isn't it? That across you know whether we're talking about a rider that's five feet tall or six and a half feet tall the total range of crank lengths they're likely to get in mainstream bicycles it's only spans really five millimeters yeah exactly and the biggest span is sort of 15 millimeters you know it's the difference between 165 and 180 now 
there are you know manufacturers who will make you custom cranks down to kind of you know well whatever size you want and i and we've signed a scene you can buy 145 millimeter cranks or you know up to kind of 200 millimeters but like you said if you if you're shopping with shimano or sram or campagnolo your options are pretty limited even as you said even despite your height now when i put this to shimano it it kind of gave me one of those answers that a big company gives you of like well we just think this is the best and they think basically it's the kind of 170 to 175 is a kind of Goldilocks zone for most people. But like you kind of said earlier, it's kind of it that doesn't necessarily cater for the people on the margins. Yeah, it would be interesting to see because obviously like those crank lengths, they go hand in hand with the current kind of gearing offering. But we've seen such an evolution of the gearing on offer, particularly now you can get like gravel group sets and stuff. And I can't help wondering that if the gearing were available to make it make sense on a road bike like would we actually be better off with say i don't know 140 or 150 mil cranks and but yeah, but it's not really something we can just try out is it yeah it's, it's very that's, this is the thing and obviously it can be quite expensive you know cranks are not necessarily a cheap part to change and um especially if you're invested in say a crank-based power meter it could be incredibly expensive to change but the most of the studies that I saw and the people who I talked to basically said that crank length didn't affect power output as long as you weren't on a crank that's too long. There was one study that sort of tested cranks from, say, you know, 100 millimeters up to 220 millimeters, and it found that the best power outputs were achieved with 145 and 170 millimeters. But that kind of suggests there's that range in the middle where it basically doesn't make a difference, so you can choose whatever you want. Yeah, I, I find that quite amazing, actually. And it but from a bike fit point of view, like I'm somebody who doesn't have the happiest back. And so the idea of being able to move to a significantly shorter crank is actually very appealing to me. But then, yeah, of course, the options aren't that great. So I think I might have to try it on one of my next test bikes. Um, if you were recommending like bike upgrades to people, are you going to go out and tell the world that they should be feeding their existing cranks into a wood chipper? Or, or is it? are we still talking about something that's quite marginal yeah i think it's something that's quite marginal and like i like i said you know if you're gonna if you're riding say 172.5 millimeter cranks now and and you don't really have a problem with them then switching down to a 170 mil crank like i don't think you're going to notice any difference so i would just kind of not worry about it but the kind of vibe that i got off um phil burt was that if you think you do have a problem with crank length and you're using cranks you know maybe you're a short rider using 172.5 millimeter cranks and you think oh maybe i've got a problem then you you know you might have something to gain from switching down five five millimeters or so and you know and yeah you're not going to lose any power output from doing it i think that's the kind of key but at the same time it's not going to revolutionize your life and i think a lot of people you know, look. You know, we had some comments on the article from, you know, uh, we love obviously love comments, but I had one person say that it was the easiest. You know, switching to a longer crank was the easiest six percent power increase they'd ever had. And personally, like, you know, obviously, if he thinks that's what's happened, then fantastic. But I, I think if it was that obvious, then we would all be riding really long cranks because it would just be so obvious. But to me, you know, I, I seem to be able to. You know, obviously, I'm 183 centimeters tall, so I'm quite tall. I can switch between 172.5 cranks, 165 millimeter cranks, and like once you're pedaling, you, it, it doesn't feel any different to me. Yeah, that that does make a kind of sense. But it sounds like that, given if you were, for example, customizing a bike in the future, I sense that you would definitely go shorter, given the choice, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, I would err on the shorter side. I think I would probably err on the kind of 170 millimeter side just because, you know, 170 is the kind of shortest generally available crank. I, I think if I had a road bike with 165 millimeter cranks on it, because of the kind of standard bottom bracket height of a road bike, it would make my saddle height very high to the point where I wonder if I would still be able to touch the ground whilst being on the saddle at a traffic light. So there are things like that to consider. And, and you know, like you sort of said earlier, if different gearing was available and if we had bikes, you know, if you wanted to try a 300 millimeter crank, for example, you'd need a bike with an extraordinarily high bottom bracket. And likewise, if bikes were designed around shorter cranks, there would be other considerations such as lower bottom bracket heights that we'd need to think about. So, so everything's kind of designed around that kind of current 170 to 175 area. Yeah, uh, that's that's very interesting. Um, that seems like a good place to leave it. I think the conclusion is that long cranks are cancelled. Uh, uh, thank you very much, Simon, for your excellent insight. Um, please, if you haven't already, do read the full feature on Bike Radar and get stuck into the comments because Simon will argue till the end of time if you say something that he thinks is not backed up by evidence. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast if you don't already. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Bike Radar podcast. If you want any more information on what we've been talking about or more news and views on cycling, check out bikeradar.com. Bike Radar.